0: All
1: right, we're going to jump into the Last Minute Blues podcast in just a couple of minutes. You got uh, Donnie Fandango and Jeff Burton, and uh, Bob from uh, Nico Sports. How about these Blues winning this Stanley Cup in 2019?
0: I'll tell you what, Jeff and Donnie, it's a movie to me because I've seen a lot of uh, hockey over the years and uh, going from worst back in January to the top of the mountain and winning the Stanley Cup for the first time in 52 years. It's just an unbelievable experience. So happy for everybody in the city and all the pride and everything else that oozes from this. And we've got something for fans to probably uh, wrap your hands around and, and make it really historic and keep the memories going for years to, to come. What I'm talking about is a five-puck set that's being produced, only five hockey pucks to salute the Stanley Cup Finals championship, and it's also going to benefit Blues for Kids, which will help out a lot of youngsters in the area. In a moment, I'll give out the uh, toll-free number and a website how you can get these for just $99. Uh, only 5,000 of these sets will ever be made. But before I do that, I do want to point out a little bit about each puck. The first puck is the official Stanley Cup cup finals puck it'll have the logo on there It'll have a recap of all the series played during the playoffs, so you'll be able to remember exactly how things unfolded in order leading up to the big win against the Bruins. The second puck is kind of a history puck for the franchise. It goes back to the late 1960s when it first started and it has some of the important dates in St. Louis Blues history. And the other three pucks are player pucks. Uh, they have the likenesses of these three individual players who starred for the Blues this season, defenseman Petrangelo, Alex Petrangelo, Jaden Schwartz, and, of course, the great goaltender, Jordan Bennington, who turned in an outstanding performance, 19 wins in the playoffs, which is a record for a rookie goaltender. So, if you'd like to get all five of these pucks, they're limited edition, they come with a number certificate of authenticity, you can call today one 800 345 2868, that's one 800 or just go to Nikosports.com N-I-K-C-O sports.com these will be sent to you in four weeks plenty of time to use them for maybe a, a late Father's Day gift idea because you can download a gift card you go to the website and use it to give to dad on Father's Day or just for maybe your birthday or anniversary.
2: Well Bob thank you very much uh, N-I-K-C-O sports Sports.com. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man.
1: It is the last minute blues podcast and actually the last last minute blues podcast, at least for the 2019 season. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango. God dang it. They
2: freaking did it. (laughs) Can you believe that? They freaking did it. This is one of the neatest things about this is, uh, I don't know, as an old dude trying to figure out if I want to go down to a parade. Right. Because I have that option. Right. <laughs> right. Then the after parade deal down at the Arch because I have that option. Yeah. And it's also this time of year, and I don't mind watching the – I want to watch the NHL Network because, I don't know, they're talking about the Blues being the Stanley Cup champions. My gosh. Yeah,
1: let, me, let me ask you dudes this, and, and Jamie, I want to start with you. I have really, I think, in the last 24 to 36 hours still really failed to fully comprehend what has happened. Like, it's still in the holy crap mode for me. Where are you guys at as far as kind of
2: Well, I'm that guy that still is kind of hard to believe at times when I see Colton Pareko at at, uh, Obi Clark's behind the bar mixing drinks. (laughs) And then I look at somebody like Jamie Rivers, who's standing here right now, fully put together. And I don't know how you are. How many interviews, (laughs) how many conversations, both professional or off the air, have you done since that final whistle? It's been crazy, guys. You know, the amount of
3: people just around town to start with that, that like are walking up and hugging me. And it's like strangers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, Rivers! And Rivers. Big hug. Congratulations. Oh, my God, this is crazy. It is. It's yeah. insane. It, it's amazing. And, you know, i uh, lucky to be a part of some of the festivities that have gone on with the present players. And, you know, that in itself, I've, you know, last night was the first real sleep I've gotten a you know, handful of hours. But we're going to be back at it again tonight and back at it again tomorrow for the parade. And I don't blame it. I The whole no. city deserves a chance to just go three, four days, let's get it out of our system. I mean, should be one day for each decade, right, that the team's been around. Oh, boy, i gotta, I got to ask some time off work. There oh you go. Boy. Oh, boy. But it's been incredible, honestly, it, like fist bumping, talking to people, how about that? How do you feel? How do the guys do it? Like, it's just nonstop.
2: It's so cool. And uh, to, to shed a little light on one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why we wanted Jamie to do this with us, A, obviously an ex-player's perspective, Yeah. Uh, but behind the scenes here, just to pull the curtain back a little bit. The guy is very connected. You know a lot of people. And uh, the morning after the win, I texted him saying, hey, can you still come down? And Because we had kind of tentatively maybe, depending on how messed up he was, right. come in studio at 8.30 or something like that. So that morning at like 6 a.m., 7, something like that, I texted him, hey, you still coming in? And he said, not a chance. <laughs> and... Sent a picture with him holding the Stanley Cup. This was amazing. 12 hours later probably (laughs) by himself and then with uh, Petrangelo. And and I go, why? And he goes, this is the reason. And he sent me those pictures. I said, how long ago did this happen? He goes, 20 minutes ago. (laughs) I went, damn, I want to be him.
1: So, dude, so like, so what happens? So the game is over. You do your stuff on Fox Sports Midwest. And then, you know, there's like a gap there of what probably – Four ish hours. Half, four hours, probably. Before the dudes got, got back home. Yeah. You so,
2: re, 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 I mean, you re- uh, You put some, some fluids in you with the Gatorade, and you rehydrated, certainly right? Certainly not. Okay. <laughs> certainly not. Although, I appreciate you trying to get that out. I, um, know, just, I, didn't, know, I didn't know who's know who's foreign to him, him. He's like, what is that called again? But the thing, that, to talk about the fact that you're- I think it was Obi Clark's uh, hanging out, having some adult beverages, and then, oh, I don't know, Alex Dean texts him and says, hey, you want to come down and grab onto the freaking Stanley Cup with us? <laughs> what a jerk.
3: It was funny. We went down to Obi clarks after the show uh we had a couple who's uh, we uh myself scott and scott warman and the fox Sports Midwest crew mm-hmm. i mean you guys know in radio you have a team of people yeah, and especially uh when you do a tv thing you only have two people at the time that are actually in front of the camera all the work that goes on behind the scenes is incredible so we all wanted to celebrate together and going to Obi clarks was a good idea just because we know the owners and it's you know Where everybody knows your name. Jamie's here. (laughs) Jamie. That's right. So we go in there, uh, and we're drinking beverages, and uh, Kelly Chase is in there. And so Kelly and I see each other, and we hug, and, you know, it's like an amazing moment. And so then we decide, hey, we're going to put it in fourth or fifth gear here. We need to crush some beverages. Yeah. Yeah. Or Gatorades. Or Gatorades, yes. Mm -hmm. As Jeff would call it, (laughs) hydration. Right. (laughs) Sure. Sure. And as the night progresses on, and it's like a special group that's in there, all of a sudden, text messages come across. uh, Where are you guys? I'm like, well, we're at O.B. Clark's, you know? And and then it's like, well, who's with you? Well, Chaser. Is that it? Yeah. Get down to Enterprise Center. Okay, why? Well, just get down there. The party's on. Oh, baby. And so Chaser and I are like, yep, we're out of here. We head down to, actually, Chaser's uh, two two sons were with us, the driver's. Got to be responsible. Yeah, uh, and so we head down to Enterprise Center, and sure enough, man, they had it set up for a party of all parties—food and drinks and stuff—and I mean, it was incredible. And these guys all walk in together with the cup, and you know, the rest is like history, as they say.
2: Okay, so who is the one person, whether it's broadcasting uh, uh, or an ex-player or whatever, that showed up that you were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here." Was there anybody any big surprises? No, not really. It was really. pretty much who you thought it would be.
3: Well, I knew that it was the crew coming off the plane. So you right. do process of elimination. You know that it's each of the players, probably their significant other or families, coaching staff, yada, yada, yada. Tom Stillman,
2: Chris Zimmerman, Steve Chapman, all the guys. So I don't know how those guys snuck in.
3: Right? Yeah, imagine
2: that, right? Did, was, it, was it was that Fabry that came out of the plane in just a vest, or is it just me? Did anybody else see
3: that? No, Fabry was. Uh, yeah, he had a vest on. It was actually pretty impressive. He reminded me of Prince and
2: Purple Rain. <laughs> He okay, this, but like... that's when you saw him. When he first came off the plane coming down the steps, I think that was him in just a vest. Yeah. I thought Oh, so. yeah, no, no, yeah. He had okay. the suit. You didn't let me finish, oh, Jeff. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. <laughs> You're so kind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we have the suit on. And
2: this is he, the last one, right? Yeah, these
3: two,
1: I just—if people could know, these two get after each other yeah. to the point where I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just talking about are, that. Are you guys—are ser- you guys being serious or not? Because I don't know anymore.
3: We—we we are totally. not serious. I'm not. Jeff's a jerk. I am. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not. So, anyways, Fabry has this purple—I don't know—Barney-looking suit. You know, not to be. Rude. I'm sure it's worth like $10,000. I I couldn't even afford to clean it, let alone own it. (laughs) And he comes out with no shirt on. Suit, you know, three-piece suit with the vest, no shirt. And then, obviously, the jacket went bye-bye. And so he's walking around with just the vest on, giving us his Saturday
2: night fever look. So he paid for a three-piece suit and wore a piece of
3: it. (laughs) He wore, yes, the smallest
1: piece of it. I, I just love watching all of the players insta feeds and twitter yeah. and like they are having the absolute time of their lives and it is amazing and i think that it was jordan bennington yesterday that posted a picture of him after they won that said uh something to the effect of thank you st louis let's effing go no rules yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like, who was yes. who was uh who was at Obi clark's with the uh, uh con Smythe over their head uh, that was Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. Yeah, I was you know what? I was hoping that was well, him.
1: They, well, who was it Joel Edmondson that had the Ryan O'Reilly
3: tank top on? He oh, had wow. the crop top. The
1: crop top. <laughs> top. The belly
2: shirt. <laughs> and, and, then,
3: and I thought he was pulling
2: it off, actually. <laughs> and <laughs> then, <laughs> off, actually. <laughs> and <laughs> right. then Pareko went out in the crowd. Well, that's outside, the funny thing, right? Okay? Yeah. This is where you see
3: guys where they're out of character a yeah, little bit. That's because what I love about this. Jay Bo Colton Pareco, these guys are so quiet, you know. And now you're looking, Colt Perico, six foot six, this Neanderthal, is like literally body surfing in the crowd at Obi Clark's, and he's dancing and throwing beer, and you're like, what a moment. Because yeah. that's a guy that ordinarily is like, we know how awesome he is as a human being. He's very calm, very reserved, very professional mm-hmm. all the time. And now he just doesn't care. He's like yeah. unzipped himself from that body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the other like, layer. Yeah.
2: This is the, where the layers get pulled back. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Let me ask you guys bo-
1: both this, this same question. When did you logically, in your head, think, holy crap, we might win the Stanley Cup? And I'm not talking about game seven necessarily, but, like, when you first maybe had that realization, like, there's no reason that it cannot be us. I'll, I'll
2: tell you what, and maybe this is a bad fan in me, but I didn't think that until the final series. Because before the final series, they did have that you get behind and you got to crawl back into it. And previous Blues teams did not have that in them. Mm-hmm. In my mind, if we were down two nothing in the past, it was over. Mm-hmm. But up uh, in these playoffs, when they were down, and we've talked about this Donnie many times. They were down two nothing. I didn't think it was over. I didn't think it was a lost cause at, at two nothing. Yeah, right. you know I.
3: I kind of held myself back from thinking about anything too far ahead. And that might be the former player in me. And I was like, hey, you know, we win a game, but it's still going to be a long road. It's going to be tough. It's going to be this. The next round is going to be harder. And so each round I always kind of held back. And even when we were winning games, there's still time. You know, they need to button it down. So fast forward to game seven. Jordan Bennington's playing out of his mind in the first period. That to me, I was like, okay, exhibit A he's going to be really hard to beat tonight. Mm -hmm. That's positive. Check the box. Mm -hmm. Then we score one, but then the second goal with under 10 seconds left in the first period, I was like, exhibit B, that's a heartbreaker. Check the box. Then the second period was a tough one. Back and forth, back and forth. Bennington still with some big saves. So we have already checked that box because we knew he was ready to play. Fast forward to, Braden Shen, who, by the way, guys, I called it. Yeah. You did? I called you did. it. Yeah. You absolutely did. I called did. it. Sorry, I got to rub down, especially to Jeff. A little hot <laughs> sauce <laughs> in his eyes, you know? little... Yeah. And you don't have to rub anything in when we're happy for you, right, too, yeah. man. No, but I You're still right, want to. For Jeff, I want
2: to. You're right. I picked Ryan O'Reilly. He didn't do crap. But anyway, go ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was average. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Braden Shen scores. Well, first of all, Vladimir Tarasenko, the effort out of him on that goal which people before criticized him of, oh, does he have that jam? Does he have that, you know, ugh? is he really a captain? He chased down that puck and made an, an incredible pass to Braden Shin, who was following up the ice like he should, one-times it in motion, which is really hard to do, puts it in the net. When that happened, I was sitting with Scott Warman down in the little studio room where we watched the game. I jumped up, and I went, it's effing over baby yeah i'm like it's over he's like really really i'm like it's over no way are they gonna score three goals let alone four i'm like you can't get a greased bb by bennington right now it's (laughs) over (laughs) and from that point on donnie i knew that it was over you know Ah.
1: you mentioned ryan o'reilly a bit ago doing that doing what he did with a cracked rib, and I know that they said that the rest between the series, between the, the Western Conference
2: Finals and the, and the Cup Finals, helped. But, dude, you're I, playing I, hockey with a I cracked sit,
1: rib, dude. That's insane. I sit yeah. for a
2: living, I sit on my butt and talk about boobs, and I would have taken a week and a half off. <laughs> it's just easy. That At this point, and we talked about this in the podcast
1: before, at this point in Blues history, with what has transpired, that has to be the
3: best trade in the history of the franchise. Well, you look at well, it. Ha- by default, it has to be you're, you're hoisting you a Stanley Cup now, yeah. right? right? So right, yeah, yeah. David Perron was one of the best signings. Tyler Bozak was one of the Pat Maroons. <laughs> I, like, I, like, you I look at it. that, right? But no, I understand where you're headed. Yeah. And when you look at where Buffalo is going to end up picking now, like 31st in the first round, we'd have given that up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Sure. Berglund, uh, we know what happened there. Unfortunate that he didn't. You know, continue with Buffalo. Uh, is there
2: any updates on him? Have you heard or and that you? And don't speak out of turn if you if you know no, something. Uh, you don't need to tell us. But
3: all just... I really know is that he wasn't prepared to leave St. Louis, and he had some you know not mental health problems. He had some depression after leaving here and whatnot, and just wasn't worth it to him at the time. Wasn't happy. Team wasn't doing well. He wasn't playing. Boom, boom, boom. All that together. Just didn't work. He is trying to make a comeback next year, Good. whether it's the NHL or over in Sweden or some other league. He'd like to play hockey. So but either yeah. way, you throw him in the trade, it ends up being like, Okay, we got rid of some salary cap yeah. to be completely heartless in yes. this one. Uh Saboka, same thing. He yeah. did nothing all your twelve points. I think, okay, 12 goodbye.
2: I And I was I was such a uh, a fan of him coming back to the Blues, too. I, I really was, looked. too. Different player, though. He came back different. Yeah, he was a much he more left. physical before, right? He is, was, was like it the others, Barbashev. Uh, and other league is, do
3: that to him? Yeah, well, he went over. I don't know. He just thought he got, I, in my opinion, he thought he got to be, he, he was a better player than he was. Yeah. Before he left here, he left because he wasn't a third liner in his mind, and right. he wasn't being paid like the player that he is, so he went over to Russia. Right. He comes back, and now he's really thinking he's not that player that he should be. Right. He's something better. And I've compared Barbashev to him. When Barbashev first signed, I said this guy has the potential of being a Saboka part one, Saboka, not part two. Mm-hmm. Right. And so far, that's what he's done. He runs around, does his thing. And so Barbashev coming in this year literally replaced part one Saboka that the one we really wanted back right, here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Tage Thompson is probably the big, you know, the blue chip prospect that went the other way you don't know what the future holds for him but right you'd make that trade any day of Absolutely. the year now for ryan o'reilly and i'll tell you what those broken ribs i played with them before and it's not fun and when you play through them they heal wrong they never set properly Ooh. because you're still getting banged you're getting cross-checked you get up uh, and to this day to this day i'll sleep in the wrong direction and i'll wake up and my ribs are killing me because of scar tissue and things that healed improperly So Ryan O'Reilly playing through that, first of all, the pain is excruciating. Knowing full well that he's putting needles in there to freeze the area and do the needles hurt just as much. That makes me want to throw up. It's bad. Trust me. So it's really impressive that he did that, battled through it, and how about he's a Conn Trophy winner?
2: Yeah. Dude. Pretty impressive. Incredible. Yeah. So where where do we go from here? Do we just, uh, first of all, before. Yeah. What do I do like next? For, there's, I'm going home. Where's my car? Yeah. I have a cooler. Every, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who has shaved beards yet and who hasn't of the team. But if you haven't yet, do you wait until after the parade? Do you? Oh, do this a is pre- just plug. Eh? If you haven't yet, if I have some product yet. for you guys. <laughs> By the way, beard oil.
3: Jay, just, Coming
2: soon. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the protocol there? Do, do we shave the beards now? Do we shave them? A- I would if I if it was me, I'd shave it after the parade. Guys do whatever
3: they want. You know. Yeah. They At wake up point. hungover, and if they're tired of the itchy beard or if it's not... Because, you know, not beards aren't for everybody. Right, yeah. And if they're tired of that feeling, whatever, they'll just hack that thing off. Okay. They don't care. And some guys will just be like, I'm not going to worry about my beard until I'm done partying. So it could be three weeks from now, all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, i probably take the beard off. And
2: the follow-up question is, what does Tarasenko put his teeth back in? My goodness.
3: I <laughs> mean... <laughs> what chicks dig that? We call uh, that the uh, them, yeah. Northern Canadian Dude, smile. There was, a,
1: <laughs> there was a picture of him on his couch where he's got his kid in one hand and the cup in the other. And yeah. I was
2: like, that's a happy dude, right yeah, there. Is, man. Yeah, did you yeah. see he had one with his kid in the cup? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that did was. You, did you guys see his the world? family photo with him and everybody? I know there it was. Were... There was three cups in that picture. <laughs> I knew it. I two knew... were bigger than one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a, he's a three time cup winner. <laughs> I'm just saying he, okay, he's
1: <laughs> winning. I, I, he when I saw that picture, I was at my house, <laughs> and I said <laughs> out loud, "Holy crap!" Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and, Mary, and Mary was like. What and I? I tried to do the nothing thing, and she was like, "No, no, what is it?" And so I showed her, and she was like, "Oh, okay,
3: I okay, see. Yeah, <laughs> valid, valid. I, I mean, I completely appreciate the uh wardrobe selection. Absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Where good it is, for, uh good
2: for Vladdy? I know we haven't even had the parade yet, but where does this team go in the off season? I mean, I know there are signings that need to be done. Okay, in, uh, thank you. Uh,
3: oh, that. sorry, Jeff. Oh, hey. you mean? Oh, okay.
2: Next year, Jimmy Campbell. I Next year, Jimmy <laughs> Campbell. <Okay. Yeah. laughs> the soup is always good luck. Good <laughs> luck, boys. Enjoy.
3: Um, so no, in the in the off season, yeah. as far as contractually, Jeff, as what I think you're alluding yes, to, I do allude to that. Yes, is uh, they have a lot of options to keep almost the, the same team. That's kind of what
2: I thought. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, the the cap is going to go up a little bit, It'd be like eighty three million. So whatever that is, maybe it's the same. I don't know. I lost my mind a little bit. But I know they have a projection to have about $77 million on the cap for next year. Pat Maroon's unrestricted. What will they do with him? What is his value? Does he want to come back here? Does he want to keep playing? Who knows, right? Like yeah. I'd love to see him back in the Blues uniform. I think that the people of St. Louis would love to see him I back. I sure would. Uh, but it'll come down to numbers, dollars and cents. And he may get an offer from somewhere that is much better. So then again, it'll come back to Pat deciding, do I want to be in St. Louis or do I want to make more money? How much longer do I have? All these things.
2: I've never seen him cry over making more money. I've seen him cry over his kid. So maybe the kid will keep him here. You're right. You're right. But you know, know, like,
3: and and I will say this though,
1: man, like, and I wouldn't have probably said this a, a, a handful of years ago, but if you're looking to maybe one of your final contracts as a professional hometown or not, and I don't even mean this bad towards us, you know, man. I mean, you want to you want to set your bank account up, and I'm not saying
3: that that's what he will do. No, I'm just saying if that's that way, what he Donnie.
1: chooses to do, yeah. I am not gonna I'm not gonna hate on him for it.
3: You got to think about that because he's over 30 years old now, and time is ticking. We know the NHL; we used to be 37, 38. That ain't have anymore. 32, 33 you're old. You're ancient. You're out of the league almost. And so, if he has to set up his bank account for his son, so that everything, college, and all these things that happen. You know, then and so be it. But he did what he said he would do. He said he wanted to come back to St. Louis to win a Stanley Cup.
2: Goal yeah. accomplished. And speaking of that, I saw a quote. Is this really true? Bozak, uh, when he was introduced? No, uh, that was Ryan O'Reilly. Was it Ryan right, saying... Uh, what are you what are you alluding to? The the I came here to win a yeah. Stanley Cup. Yeah. Mark it down, that's your headline. That was Ryan O'Reilly? Ryan O'Reilly, Son um, of a
3: bitch. on the phone with Doug Armstrong when he first called him and said, Hey, welcome to the St. Louis Blues and he says, All right, this is great. Let's go win a cup now. And so then Bobby Plager down at Ballpark Village when they have their icebreaker yeah thing, he presents each guy, each new guy, it's kind of a thing now. Bobby Plager presents them with their jersey. And he walked over and he gave it to Ryan O'Reilly and alluded to the fact that, you know you're the guy. You're the piece of the puzzle. And Ryan O'Reilly said, "You can mark this down. We're bringing here. We're bringing a cup here. God dang
2: it!" And speaking of that, how great was it to see Plager lift the cup? Oh, it's uh, unbelievable.
3: It was incredible. And you know, like uh, the other night after the game, it was hard. The emotions were running high for myself. I can only speak of myself. So, when you're on TV, you're doing this, and I'm having all these moments, and you're looking at Bobby Plager, you're Bernie Federico, you're thinking of all the guys, you know, the guys even that are passed away that are gone. That Jimmy Roberts. Jimmy Roberts, my boy, yeah. you know. So it's like you sit there and you get choked up, but you know, Bobby Plager, this guy has been the ultimate St. Louis Blue from day one, and yeah. still to this day, can't, you know, he wants it for the fans. He was happy to lift the cup for sure. But you watch him yesterday, even at Obie Clark's, he lifts the cup, puts it down, then he starts pointing to everybody in the crowd like this is for you guys. Yeah. You guys deserve this.
2: And I know you mentioned Jimmy Roberts uh, when you guys were on TV, you and Scott Warman. One of my memories of him was this was back when you guys were doing training camp out in Chesterfield, the old uh, Hard- Hardy's Ice Complex or whatever it was. Yeah. And we were rolling up there uh, for a week or two doing the morning show there. And when I would roll up at 5 o'clock, 545, whatever it was, Jimmy Roberts is out walking the parking lot. You Remember when he used uh, to do that? He would park out back and walk, walk the parking lot. Just like an exercise thing. Yeah, just thing? an exercise sure, thing to, to warm himself up. And, and I don't mean to get you choked up because I know no, you guys are no, no. buddies. But when I think Jimmy Roberts, I, I remember pulling in and seeing who's the old dude walking the perimeter of the parking lot. Yeah, he used to do laps.
3: He he enjoyed doing that. But there's, dude, I have a hundred stories of Jimmy yeah. Roberts. He is one of the all time classic guys. I could have you in tears. With how many stories and laughter tears, yeah, and yeah, yeah, about how incredible this guy was, and he was, to my knowledge, the original St. Louis Blues. Yeah, that's what everybody said. The yeah. first pick by the St. Louis Blues in the expansion draft, and guess what number he wore, Jeff? I'm going to say number six. Number six, baby. Oh, and wow. that was when I came here to St. Louis. I had been wearing uh, other numbers, and and in the minors, my first year, I wore number four, and you know, kind of coming up, and when I got here. Usually you get a crappy number, like 48, you know, (laughs) 74, like something that, because you're like, yeah, you're not in the plans, kid, you know? I showed up here for my very first game, which still, you know, maybe you're not in the plans. Number six was hanging in my stall, and Jimmy Roberts had said, I want you to wear number six. Oh, my
1: gosh.
3: Oh I was like, cow. okay, no pressure, Jimmy. I mean, he only had like five Stanley Cup rings. No pressure, no Jimmy.
2: big deal at all. But yeah, so Amazing. I wore it
3: with pride, obviously as a St. Louis Blue, knowing full well, and and now knowing his family as well as I do, and over the years, and you know, obviously now it hits home even more.
2: Yeah, and Bobby Plager is one of those guys that I love to see him smile because his jokes, his jokes, and <laughs> which by the way he says they're not jokes. He said because one time I said, man, I love your jokes. He goes, I don't tell jokes. It's true. That's his thing. No. Yeah. Uh, I asked him one time uh, what when he f- signed his first big contract, big being relative, yeah. what did he do with it? You know what his standard answer is? Do you remember that? I spent half of it on booze and women. The other half, I just pissed away.
3: <laughs> the, I, I've met- He's got one. And uh, this one here will be... <laughs> This will be a walking the line, but it's okay. All, we're, right. all right. We're a podcast, yeah, first yeah, of all. Okay. There is no vulgar yeah. language involved in what I'm about to say, all but right. it is amazing. Okay. Bobby Plager uh, talks about, you know, he's trying to pick up a girl or whatever, and he says, uh, yeah, I used to ask her, uh, he goes, uh, how do you like your eggs in the morning? And the girl's like, well, I don't know. He's like, what, like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, do you like them scrambled or fertilized? mm <laughs>
2: mm <Mm-mm. laughs> <Mm-mm. laughs> Mm. Oh, Mr. Plague. Yeah. Oh, hey, come on. Pro- Dude. Here's another one. Promo girl at, at a Hardy's remote one time. She walks in. She was cute. And he walks up, and he licks the tip of his finger, touches her shoulder of or shir- shirt, and goes, we need to get you out of these wet clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when, I, I've only
1: met him once, and it was That's with- That's amazing. I Why met happened? him once with Mary at a charity thing, and uh, I kept trying to talk to him, and he kept trying to talk to Mary. <laughs> so, like, wow. he Dunny. absolutely <laughs> wanted no part of me, which I understand. Donnie.
3: We've seen you. I get it. I have, get it. have you I seen get it Mary, completely. Donnie?
1: Have you seen I Mary? Get it.
2: Absolutely complete. The two of you, I'd rather talk to her too. Just <laughs> with
1: dudes, just, just for me, uh, from my perspective, and I don't know how long we've been going here today, Who but cares? dudes, thank you, dudes, for doing this. Oh, I such I've, a blast. I've had such an effing great time. And doing this, and, and not only I've had had fun doing this with you, Jeff, I've learned a lot about watching the game, Jamie, from listening to you. You have an amazing way of breaking things down in a way that makes sense to normal people that don't necessarily know the X's and O's. And I just want to thank you, dudes. This has well, been a
2: really genuinely rad time. And, and I've had thank a great you, time, too, and I've told him before off the air uh, when we're texting about you is that <laughs> – just jerks. It's that, honestly, how many – being in the radio business, uh, how many former athletes have you heard on the radio and on TV? And 10 years later, they sound like a former athlete. He's a broadcaster now. Yeah, man. I mean, I've heard you break stuff down on radio and TV, and you're just good at it. And dude, I know good. years ago when you were uh, – years ago, when you were uh, playing in Europe, you were like, man, when I'm done, I want to get into broadcasting. And uh, you're doing it, and it's, you're, you're fantastic, dude. You really uh, are.
3: You guys, honestly – The ride that I've been on here for the playoffs between the TV and 101 ESPN with Anthony Stalter, and then with you guys in here, has been amazing. And honestly, you guys have been friends of mine for 20-plus years, whatever it's been. Yeah. And so we've always teased each other, Jeff, about doing something together. And then, you know, Donnie, uh, your name came up, and then you guys talked, and then you guys invited me in, and it's amazing. It's so fun and so natural, and, like, we have such a good time that it's – Kind of sad that it's over, but I thank you guys for the opportunity because well, it's awesome. Well, we you gotta, would sound just like this if it were the
1: three of us in a room just
3: BSing. Yeah, I right. mean,
1: there, there's there's no difference in those conversations. So yes, my question— Jeff and
3: I would probably have no clothes on. Right, again, <laughs> but it is awful cold in here. It is, um, yeah, we might have to turn the heat up for Jeff
2: or, I say, <laughs> or you think he's born with two belly buttons. I say it a— fr- Oh, you got Soupy's number, right? Exactly. <laughs> <Congratulations. laughs> I got Jammers number. <laughs> Soupy, where's Bassin? Skate boys. All right, so uh, we should we should maybe do this next year? What do you think? I I, I would love to do I mean something. The, team, the, the team's gonna be broadcasting right down the
1: hall
3: in, next year in the building. I, I I would love it. People should tell us. Let us know. You yeah, see you us go. put it out there on Instagram, on Twitter, anything. If you're enjoying this and you want this ride to keep going next year, let us know. Because I know for a fact that we love doing it. We love hanging out and doing it. And if you guys want it, then we'd certainly want to do it.
1: Well, And and if advertisers out there, I mean, if you guys show enough interest, there will most certainly be an advertiser that will back it and and help make it happen. And not saying that we always want it to work that way, but it don't hurt.
2: Yes, that definitely helps. All
1: right. It is the uh, final Last Minute Blues podcast of the 2019 season. Your St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions let it sink in everybody Jamie Rivers Jeff Burton Donnie Fandango thanks everybody for listening
0: Peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors
2: we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season